Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the second quarter 2019 small cap value quarterly review. Uh, in the second quarter, small cap value returned on a gross basis 3.03%. Uh, on a net basis, 2.78% versus the Russell 2000 value at 1.37%. Uh, and that brings the year-to-date gross number to 18 0.79% uh, on a net basis, 18.21%, uh, and the Russell tw- uh, 2000 value at 13.47%. Uh, and today with me is Portfolio Manager Stephen Davis. Uh, welcome, Stephen, and uh, please take yeah. it away. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, going back to kind of what we talked about last time, you know, the equity markets in Q1 had simply recovered the oversold price decline from from Q4 2018, and we were sitting at very critical levels uh, in the market. The S&P 500 was sitting at its 15-month peak. Small cap indices, very similar levels as two years ago, uh, in particular with value indices not eclipsing the peaks from the previous two years. And we were watching closely for for signs of either reacceleration or slowing uh, into the back half of 2019. Um, So where are we today? Um, S&P 500 estimates have, have come down, uh, but we're making all-time highs in the S&P 500 uh, with valuations expanding with a mixed bag of leading indicators, both, both short and long, although the U.S. may still be the least worse um, globally. Deleveraging headwinds and declining demographic profiles, uh, the U.S. economy slowly healing, uh, the Japanese economy coming off stimulus, China purposely slowing, and an uncertain kind of European economy with stimulative moves by central banks across the globe. So that's kind of where we are today. Um, we get a lot of data. We are not extrapolating moves um, or, or, or economic data figures either way. Given we're getting a lot of distortions, weather, et cetera, we're still kind of a stable below trend growth at the end of the day. Um, we're watching price moves of companies after they report earnings, and they're really not sending any signals at all. We're, we're still at a at a crossroads where we either decelerate or accelerate from here. It definitely won't be status quo kind of flatline. Um, if we can figure out, I mean, one of the biggest things we are trying to figure out is if we can figure out why the U.S. is, is really the only developed nation with kind of positive yields, in particular positive two-year uh, bond yields, mostly uh, both nominal and real, um, that will really help influence how we position the portfolio. You know, is the, is the U.S., kind of the, the last to fall and catch up with the rest of the world, or is there a massive global catch up to the U.S.? And so that's something we're really trying to, to figure out here, and it will definitely help us um, position the portfolio going forward. Um, in terms of kind of the market commentary and then more of our, our portfolio performance, I'm going to sound like a, a broken record from last quarter, but again, in the U.S., um, we're growing but slowing. It's classic kind of late cycle setup. Um, We've got, um, you know, the, the, the multiple in the S&P, particularly after having expanded, um, is telling us there's no kind of imminent recession around the corner, um, even though S&P 500 earnings estimates, excuse me, have come down 5 or 6%. Um, there could be more stimulus, um, either fundamentally or through fiscal monetary means that can, can keep risk, asset, risk assets working. Um, in the near term, we think economic activity will continue to slow, uh, which will further pressure margins and ultimately earnings growth. 
Um, again, valuations have risen materially and, and markets will remain volatile until the current slowdown has bottomed, whatever that is. Um, thinking about uh, you know, long-term inflation expectations, those remain muted. That's been a big topic, topic especially for the Fed. Um, the 10-year yield in the quarter fell 42 basis points in the performance of the fixed income proxies, you know, the REITs and the utilities, um, might be telling us there is an upper bound on rate-sensitive valuations because they are not moving. Um, so we might be reaching an absolute breaking point where investors just say, you know, no, thank you. We're not willing to take the risk um, uh, for, the, um, for the return that they get. Um, a lot happened in the quarter but you definitely wouldn't know it um, looking at equity returns. Companies on the margin disappointed in results and outlook. Um, again, the S&P 500, 500 earnings estimates disappointed. A lot of talk on needing to weaken the U.S. dollar while um, commodities remained tame. Um, Ex-gold, gold was up 8% on, on what we think might be a flight to safety out of, out of hard currencies. Um, China obviously slowing, ECB and Bank, Bank of Japan, you know, upping another round of, of uh, stimulus. And Fed patience turned towards probable Fed cuts. Um, so all that aside, uh, it seems steady as she goes with the S&P up 4% for the quarter, then mids and smalls all up but in lesser amounts. Uh, respectively, there's still a lot of excess liquidity floating around to, to buy any dips. And you know, implied vol falling to near historical 20-year lows, uh, seemingly implying there is no uh, black swan looming out there. Um, most other asset classes outside of equities were up in Q2, the exceptions being the dollar um, and some commodities that were down slightly. Uh, growth has materially outperformed value over the last few years, and unless we get some kind of confirmation of you know, reaccelerating global growth, I see no reason that does not change unless investors just get up, you know, get fed up with extreme valuations for um, for some some asset classes, particularly in the in the um, software space and the equity side. You know, ten times EV to sales is kind of the norm now, and that uh, definitely scares us as um, as prudent kind of value investors. But we'll see we'll see where that goes over time. We're also seeing a ton of strategic M and A. Not so much private equity yet, um, but also a lot of private equity exiting existing positions. So um, it kind of feels like 2005, 2006-ish all over again. There's a bit of euphoria, but also caution. It seems like uh, every IPO we see that's that's brought to um, brought to the market is up 50%, 5-0 on its first day of trading. So uh, it's kind of interesting to watch. Um, let's call it pessimistically optimistic, I guess. Um the, the quarter in general, I know Dan, Dan kind of gave the, the stats for the performance. The quarter was a good demonstration of uh, our investment process and how the portfolio is positioned to perform. You know, markets were up a little bit. Our companies grew earnings faster at similar valuations. So we had both kind of earnings and valuation outperformance. Um, we find idiosyncratic ideas with good risk reward that prevents uh, mean reversion across kind of all parts of a cycle. So, and especially from Q1 where we picked up 330 basis points of alpha um, in a strong uptrend. So just, this is just kind of showing that um, we should outperform and, and expect to outperform in all parts of, of a cycle. Um, outperformance was once again driven primarily by stock selection. Um, industrials and healthcare were the only sectors where we underperformed. 
Uh, healthcare was only a detractor because we were overweight this sector as it lagged the benchmark, but we actually had uh, ever so slightly positive SOX selection um, within healthcare. It, it's, it's no surprise um, when you look at the list of positive contributors in the quarter, they mostly consist of secular growers and recurring services businesses, uh, whether that's in the government defense and cybersecurity space or as a focus on semiconductors or kind of consolidating you know, recurring brokerage services. Um, on the flip side, the underperformers for the quarter fell into two buckets. It's the one, the boring names or businesses that kind of gave up some of their massive previous gains. And then two, the ones we want to focus on are some of the higher beta names and some sort of business transition or a lack of kind of upcycle confirmation. And, you know, time will tell if the strategy is working or, or if the industry cycles come back. Um, but we're monitoring all laggards closely. Uh, we exited in the second quarter or are currently exiting two of these underperformers. Um, thinking about the <clears throat> portfolio positioning and kind of the, the themes in the portfolio, um, you know, right now we're at about 3% cash in the portfolio, but the cash is king and it gives us a lot of optionality right now. Um, we prefer to be offensive in deploying the capital into good opportunities versus having to sell marginal names in a potential um, declining liquidity market. As always, we have a positive view on firms with sustainable top and bottom lines, you know, pricing power, consolidating industry structures, uh, self-help opportunities, and, and strong balance sheets um, as we get later and later in the, in the cycle. We continue to be more profitable than the index. We've got higher growth estimates, less EPS variability, and higher returns at uh, in line to cheaper multiples. That, that probably sounds familiar to, to most people. We're overweight tech, uh, underweight REITs, and slightly overweight healthcare. Um, again, the portfolio is kind of positioned for a slowing economy, but not yet for a recession, um, although we do own a lot of uh, businesses that, that, that should outperform if we go into a slowdown. Um, we are, and we kind of talked about this in Q1 as well, we are nearing the end of concentrating the portfolio in higher conviction names. And again, we are using any sell-offs to move out of these uh, lower conviction names. Um, I think we, in the quarter, had a, a net reduction in names to 73. And again, I expect that will, will come down by a couple names um, by the end of the second quarter, excuse me, third quarter, 2019. Um, we are still finding bottom-up ideas with, uh, company-specific attributes and catalysts at reasonable, reasonable valuations. We are definitely not sacrificing um, our 50% return criteria with a, a very good risk-reward profile. Um, we're looking at free cash flow probably more than ever, um, given a lot of companies have started spending again um, on, on CapEx. And uh, we don't care if earnings are moving higher. Um, it, 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 all that matters is if, how much you're spending to get the growth. So we're really paying attention to to free cash flow coming back to, um, for sure, the equity holders. Looking at uh, our ideal list, it's, um, it's kind of balanced between special situations, um, underfollowed names. Um, we also have a few kind of reasonably priced uh, secular growth stories. But again, we're, we're picking our spots and being very patient um, and not sacrificing our um, return criteria on, um, on everything we look at. So, um, all in all, a, a good quarter and continue to expect kind of, um, we continue to expect some, some outperformance uh, in the next couple quarters. And I think we're positioned for um, uh, kind of both sides of the coin, either a reacceleration. We've got a lot of beta. We've got a lot of good um, uh, quality companies that are tied to uh, 
good themes, and we also have some um, kind of downside insurance, if you will, baked into the portfolio. So we're kind of optimistic on on uh, the next couple quarters. Well, outstanding. Thank you, Stephen, and appreciate the insight and uh, an outstanding uh, start to 2019, and, and hopefully it'll continue throughout the next couple quarters, and, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Great. Thanks a lot. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.